that your drag queen name? No. no? <laughs> Show me that naked picture in the back. Show us your fucking ass, dude. <laughs> 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 It's not your turn. <clears throat> Welcome back to Too Hard Too Fast with Victor Villarreal. Boom. <laughs> All right, let's get this shit started. Shit's going down the drain, so flush your toilets, buckle up. We're going to fucking crash this bitch. Is that good? <laughs> yeah. And now it's an explicit episode. <laughs> oh, it's, is it explicit? Well, now it is. All right, hell yeah. Well, you already started your... Let's start the show. <laughs> Itch. Boom. <laughs> oh, oh, he was prepared. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome to Too Hard, Too Fast. Too Hard, Too Fast. Too Hard, Too Fast. Too Hard, Too Fast. Welcome to Too Hard, Too Fast. Welcome back to Too Hard, Too Fast, where peeing at the lake was just normal. <laughs> <laughs> it was a rite of passage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The podcast of the century. It's the local. Right. Uh, is there a boom? I don't. I don't. I don't know. Just, I just, I'm following you. I'm not just a guest. I'm a listener. No, it's good, dude. I know you. You've been a fan since the first episode, bro. So he's um, been a two H two effort from the very beginning. I know, dude. That's good. That's so what? Uh, have you seen our progression over? Dude, it's yeah, coming up know, on a know. year. Can you believe that? It's almost gonna be a year since SpaceX has launched their missile, or not their missile, their spaceship. <laughs> and uh, and um, man, that's when we started. We launched when SpaceX launched. Huh? Wow. Yeah. Wait, yeah, SpaceX, you didn't come too SpaceX. excited. Whatever, dude. Fuck you. All right. Anyways, so well, how, what do you think of our? Have we progressed? Have we progressed? The effects are way better. <laughs> <laughs> That's all George, bro. We all got new webcams. And yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My sister got me a microphone for Christmas, so. I know. You're legit, I sound bro. better. I saw you with a microphone. I said, damn, let me. Let me. Hey, I, you know what? I even told George. I was like, I even got a light in there. <laughs> I was like, let me be perfect. Let me do a little professionalism. But, uh, nah. Hey, what's been your favorite episode? Um, let's see. Was it when we were talking about Dak Prescott? That was the second episode. No, I think you... Just playing. We banned sports after that, supposedly. Yeah, I like the NFL player one. That was fun. And then I like the one about the... Yeah, I thought we banned sports. The children's author. The children's Uh, author. Oh, Roy... Roy, um... Juarez. Roy Juarez. Yeah. Yeah, dude, and then I like the earlier ones, you know, like Amanda and Scott. Like, it's just nice seeing them. The bullshit and, ones, dude. That's, yeah, that's you know, like, well, I mean, because it just kind of it brings you back to that, like, nostalgic era. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, that's why I told George, let's just stick with bullshit. But he wants a concise. No, it's good. It's good. You know, it, it kind of helps. No, it's not it, good, it bro. Legitimize. Don't, don't fucking nah, fuck that shit. I'm not here to legitimize. I want to be. I don't want to go mainstream, bro. We're here to support and elevate you, man. <laughs> I just want to do random shit, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah, those uh, are the best, man. That that's you that see, was George. Like- hey, Victor, thank you, bro. You see, George. Yeah. Hey, you random know. shit is what we did every day at the lake. Random shit. <laughs> there you go, bro. That you know what? That's gonna be my worm. What do you have to say? Thing. Random shit is what we did at the lake. 
Yeah, I'm gonna repeat that. Remind me in case I forget. So, <laughs> I think even okay, fine. Like the random guests and people that come on, uh, that are just like friends or like just here to talk mess and talk, you know, whatever. I get it. But I think it's also cool to have like people that are trying to do something or doing something in the communities and helping people. Celebrities. That way they pump us up. I know. You know what? I'm not going to lie. I was a little intimidated. Like, I was a little nervous. Really? Because of all the big guests we have? And yeah. Nobody just, just, or because, what? just because I was like, well, I don't have anything to offer like you ain't that. shit? Is that why? I ain't shit. I ain't done shit. I ain't bitch shit. I ain't about shit. You still live in Oakland, bro. Like, shit. I'm embarrassed. Like, why do you think? Hey, why do you think I choice. came late, dude? I told George, dude, he's not worth my time, dude. I'll hey, go in halfway. You know. Listen I mean? to me. Don't be screaming at me. No me grites. Perdón, bro. Sorry. Hey, that's my choice. I'm only listening to you because I'm scared of you. You're from the ghetto, bro. Right. I'll cut you. But I'm from the ghetto too, bro. Pinchy Lower Valley, bro. Right here at Paso. When I told you, like, so you're going to be on, right? He's like, yeah. And then, like, 10 minutes later, you texted me back, why am I nervous? I was like, I don't know. The internet's forever. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like, I don't have videos out there circulating. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe to my OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah. So my OF is on. <laughs> Well, you know, people I, like people that you've had on here recently are kind of like experts in their field or at least what they're talking about. You know, my knowledge base is purely on what I've learned through life and what I've experienced. So, you know, academically speaking, some people might not adhere to what I have to say, but. Well, bro, you have life experience, right? And you are an expert in a field. You're an expert yeah. in pendejadas, bro. An expert in pendejadas. <laughs> and also, this is not an academic podcast. Like, yeah. <laughs> I know. I was yeah, like, look at her name, Too Hard, Too Fast. Hey, you know what? We should start a Too Hard, Too Fast university, huh? What do you think? What kind of academic podcast brings uh, uh, two different drinks that you can <laughs> okay. Oh, hey, I have another drink right here. Dude, okay. But I have already read this one before, what do you think of those Sena and Styrofoam cups? <laughs> Styrofoam cups? Nah, man. That's bad for the community. Uh, for the world. Hey, tell Olu. Olu? <laughs> no. Hey, it was during the hot. pandemic, so we, we could still go camping. You guys want. It was so freaking hot, dude. Yeah, it was. Uh, man, well, we were well, now it's cold, so let's go camping. Man, we, thought, we thought we were really going to die that day. Really? Shit. Dude. Okay. We were like wetting when ourselves we with the water. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so when we got there, we got we got to this. We went to a whole new site. All yeah, day. we went to Choke Canyon. We went to, to Choke Canyon. You can't swim in the water because apparently it's you know not good swimming water. Yeah, they got and, alligators or some shit. And yeah, they have alligators. Um, and we pull up to like our site, and our site is literally like away from everybody which we yeah. do prefer usually. But in this case, there's nothing around. Like, they're just, like, yeah. coyotes and yeah. grassland. There's nothing around. There's literally a wall for shade and then a bench. And then in the middle of the night, I remember we started hearing those coyotes. We were already drunk. Yeah. <laughs> it so, was like a bench. The, the first night, it was just it was just Victor, me, and, and you're gone. 
<laughs> We're telling the story. Okay, so it's you, me, Victor, you, you, me, and Victor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, Fern, and me. <laughs> oh, man. So, I don't like him Fern. What? Oh, you call him? Yeah, I you call did call him. I don't even know who he wants to say in his name. He's so weird about this. Like he's hey, We he's wish so you were Fern, bro, but no you're not. Mame. Dile que no sea mame. I know. He's like a fan, but he's like also like. I know. All of a sudden, se pone muy acá. Whatever, bitch. <laughs> I don't want to be on the podcast. It, it, yeah, don't say my name. It's not for me. <laughs> As a matter of fact, let me text. <laughs> yeah, him, bro. We should. We, we should. We should like. We should like call him and just put him on the podcast, like his Ooh, voice. Gonna, no, yeah, he's gonna be like, I'm just laying down here. Oh man, I'm sleepy. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, this is Fern, Victor, and me, and we drove down there. Okay, I wasn't invited, huh? You, I think you were, but you were being a D. Yeah, you, were, you had something going on with the school. Nah, a bunch of bullshit, dude. Schools for You're fools. You're the one who bro. said it, bitch. Schools for fools. <laughs> you no, said I don't it. In school, dude. You know how you're all in your academia. Nah, dude. Screw that shit, dude. I'm a. Well, the only PhD I have is poor, hungry, and dick. I'm a dick. Nah, I'm just playing. I don't know. Oh, I was like, yeah, that's more better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor, hungry, and determined. I was, I was trying to. <laughs> I saw that on uh, Shark Tank, and I'm all, what did they say? Poor, hungry, and determined. That's what they like. Yeah. Well, good thing you're determined because you made that work. Hey, <laughs> 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 I appreciate that you appreciate my my effort. Go ahead, George. Well, so we get there, and by the time we get there, we're like, it's kind of getting dark already. So it was quick. Put everything together, and I didn't yeah. do anything. Hey, me and I put the tent together. George is yeah. over there. <laughs> what did you say? It was what? Yeah, George is just over there, like, looking at the scenery, like, <laughs> <laughs> playing out dumb and shit. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And, so, <laughs> and it was like, they were making fun of me. It was like, ah, the only straight guy here, and he's not doing anything. He's over there. <laughs> I'm over there carrying rocks and building a fire. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually, I'll, and I'm gonna put it on here. I have a selfie where I'm like, I'm taking the selfie, and then you, you two are behind me putting up the tent. <laughs> um, yeah. So we'll, we'll set I'm another gonna, one up. I'll go. Let's do it. Yeah, we've, uh, we've been trying to set one up. Well, why don't you? COVID, oh, Rona. That's even better. We're getting away from society. You know the pandy. Yeah, screw the candy, dude. People already have their vaccines. It's all good. Yeah, I'm I'm in line to get mine. Yeah, I'm not gonna get it. Bro. I paid someone to stay in line for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was like, oh, we have to get drunk real quick. Let's do it because you know it took Ooh, too long. hard, too fast. Hell yeah. Yes, dude, we went too hard, too fast. It's like we got real drunk. And did you guys mind die from the coyotes or what? Did we, did we eat and did I cook anything for dinner? We didn't cook shit. I think we got food on the way down there because we were like, as soon as we get there, we're drinking. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, we did stop at Sonic and we stopped for slushies. Oh, because we got slushies. <laughs> yes. 
and so, and so uh, and we just we I think we bought chingos of chips, like chips to last the yeah. whole. We bought deli trip. meat and chips, and for like we bought enough for like the whole camping trip for like more like more guys than just three guys, like <laughs> for seven guys. Yeah, uh, because there were more that were gonna arrive the next day. Uh, we okay. killed all the chips that night. Oh my god! <laughs> so we're drinking and we start playing music. We did build a campfire and we started talking about all this crazy, like just you know, remembering the cottage lives. And. Victor, don't hate me, but I'm going to say this. And I want to talk about this. Victor. He just randomly, he's so drunk. Everybody's wasted. We're all, but he just randomly throws this out. Everyone's wasted. All three of us. All three of us, yeah. He just randomly throws out. Hey, uh, you guys know I used to be a drag queen, right? <laughs> and I was like, we're like all cool, like listening to music, trying to, we're freaking out about the coyotes, like really close. Like a herd of coyotes. Confession time before I die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that, that's probably what it was. That he was like, I think we might get like attacked. Yeah, and he goes, I think one last though. And so I'm drink. I remember I was drinking a drink. I go, what? How do I not know this? Like, I feel like I told you, bitch. <laughs> I was like, what, dude? What do you mean? Okay, now I need to know what's up. And he's like, it tells me, but I don't remember what he said that night because we just kept drinking, taking shots. Um, I don't think there was I don't remember much. a story, and I want him to tell it now where I can remember I it. I want you to I tell the you whole know, world. The funny part is, is, I don't know if it was much of a story as much as it was the performance. Oh. Because. <laughs> well, give <laughs> because us a performance not, right now. It's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> no, if I'm not mistaken, I think um, I was playing music on my phone. And so. <laughs> I threw that out because I think one of my songs had just passed and I was like, you know, when you drink, you get nostalgic. Well, back in the day, you know, you know, as one young gayling does, they <laughs> dabble in the they dabble in the art of performance. Yeah, yeah. You're old as hell now though, right? Yeah, nah, my knees nah, crack and buckle shit. <laughs> hey, what was the song? Do you do you remember the song? <laughs> it was I think it was Gloria Trevi. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a quien le importa. <laughs> no, todos me miran. Todos me miran. That's very appropriate, I, isn't it? Because <laughs> I think I had a scarf on or something and I was like twirly. <laughs> yeah. So it's so hot. Yeah. This, this night. This whole weekend was so freaking hot. And this guy comes with a scarf and a big old hat. <laughs> I had to have my hat, you know. <laughs> you got to serve the children. <laughs> what was your what was your drag queen name? I don't. Uh, <laughs> okay, don't laugh. <clears throat> I am. <laughs> oh, I look. Oh, right. she's yeah. my bad. <laughs> Cover your mouth, please. There's COVID. <laughs> I did. I did. No told me bless. Hey, thank you for blessing yeah. me. That's that's his drag queen name. <laughs> <laughs> so my drag queen name was, or is, Hormiga uh, Colona. Wait. Wait again, because I miss her. Hormiga <clears throat> Colona. Oh, okay, okay, okay. 
Colombians have this ant that they eat and they dry it out and it's an hormiga, it's an ant, but it's it's culona because it's got a big ass. And so <laughs> my friends just thought it was funny. And so they started referring to me as hormiga culona. No shit. And so, like, I'm not a big drag queen. Like, I wasn't, like, performing on big stages or anything like that. But a little amateur this and that. Sure. And um, we were like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to keep it keep it Latin. Keep it indigenous. <laughs> well, Can I tell you what? What? Hey, what, Latin I X, bro, Latin what? Se- Senora Traona. Because <laughs> 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 it sounds like a dragon. <sighs> But instead of like blowing out, what? My mind went a little more south with that. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I, I, I thought something else yeah, too. Like, oh, oh, wait, wait. Yeah, He's really blunt. <laughs> That's my drag queen name. I'm sticking to it. Worm, what would your drag queen name be? Ah, shit, just worm, dude. Fuck it. I'll send nah, you a you're picture. gonna make it fun. Make it fun. Ah, just make, it fun. make it fun, dude. I'm not fun. That's a thing. Worm, culero, no, no. Make it sassy. It has to be sassy and all that stuff. It's a culero. (laughs) Maybe I'll go back to my old day. Azteca. Oh, I can't do that, huh? I don't know, dude. La gusana. I just won't make it in the biz. I won't make it in the biz, dude. Shit. Pinchy perra, that's what I would be, dude. Nah, you no, you like, perra sucia, that's what I'd be. Dude. No, I'd call you like after midnight or something like that. <laughs> Chiculo, wey. <laughs> oh my god, the fuck are you doing, bro? We're not even kidding. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, well, show, you gotta bring out your sag, bro. Show us your. Oh. There you go, and then yeah. sir, that way we know. Oh, I'm, I'm switching beers, actually. Oh my god, Budweiser, bro. Yeah, I mean, between Cheap Bud Light beer. and Budweiser, I would Cheap. easily get a Budweiser, but... Uh, between Bud Light and Budweiser, I'd rather not drink. That's the thing. I mean, to be honest, bro, like, I, I really like the design of Budweiser. I like the design. This, is, like, this is the best, like, domestic, like, just, like, it is what uh, it is. I disagree, bro. To me, Sam, bro- what, what, what are you, you going to get, a Miller Light? I like premium stuff. No, no, no. Samuel Adams. Uh, all, all a bitch is premium. Excuse me. <laughs> Ooh, that would sudden. be my fucking premium, dude. Okay. All of a sudden, you have morals. Let's talk about Worm circa when it comes 2000, to beer, bro. 2007. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I pinchy Mickey's and shit. Uh, hey, I'm a changed person, bro. Okay. I'm if I'm not mistaken, you drank the same plastic bottle of vodka I did. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> hey, but I have money now, bro. I'm a different person. Oh, excuse me. That's what that's that is her fuck that is his name. La pinche premium. La pinche premium. <laughs> hey. Or, oh, oh, she's gonna be short. she's gonna be <laughs> color Disney Plus. <laughs> <laughs> like HBO Max. HBO Max, dude. Hey, even in my cars, bro, I don't put anything less than premium, dude. Premium gas all the way, dude. I never go unleaded or none of that hey. bullshit. You still got that two-door Honda? <laughs> I, I, I just got a truck. I just got a truck. Oh, gone, bro. Puro premium right here, bro. Honestly, I'm a, all right, now I'm going to go visit you because apparently Kema. 
<laughs> it's also two door, by the way. Troqueando, bro. Shit. Go back to like what made you want to go into that whole drag queen. You know, it's it's not like so. A little background, I guess you could say, Extra is for like, money or what? You know, sometimes you just gotta work for your bread. No, just playing. <laughs> um, you know, it's not like I identify as a woman or anything like that. And you know, sometimes a lot of people misunderstand that drag queen is not um, always uh, parallel to transitioning into uh, male to female or or male to female. Um, it, it's a performance art, <clears throat> and I think one of the things that I really like about it one one the first thing for sure i had a new perspective and level of respect for women everywhere because getting in that girdle putting on the pads wearing high heels wearing a wig that makeup it's hot it's uncomfortable and like you learn a new sensibility when it comes to women and when they're getting ready and you know it's kind of like damn i feel sorry sometimes that women feel pressured to always kind of have to live up to these beauty standards because they are uncomfortable. So that was the first thing that I learned. But the thing that brought me to it was that I've always been uh, really interested in gay culture and gay culture coming from uh, the ballroom scene. So um, if you know anything about gay culture, the ballroom scene is where like Vogue came from. And um, yeah, Mm. Vogue. Well, it wasn't from Madonna. <clears throat> and um, that's it brings me to my earlier point where appropriating gay culture has become just pop culture. You know, Yas Queen, O'Kerr, like all that has just been appropriation of gay culture or of people of colors, gay culture. And, you know, it's often not given the respect that it's deserved. And so uh, performance, drag queen has come from that, that era, which is like the early uh, 70s, or like the late 70s, early 80s, 90s, uh, when that ballroom culture came into play, which is kind of funny because that's also where like uh, what we call reading. I don't know. It's like where we make fun of each other. Uh, you know, that, that, came in where Did you say reading yeah reading so in gay culture when someone is reading you it means that they are <clears throat> making fun of you oh sure but it's kind Why of more of, it's more of an elaborate read like i'm just not gonna be like oh look at worm he looks you know brown like no it's <laughs> like <laughs> it's like oh worm decided to show up you know 30 minutes late to a podcast you know like and it's oh, like a story like, like you build a story not only did he come showing up, you know, wearing sunglasses, but he came up showing, you know, like it's just different things. You come, talking you, shit or what? Yeah, you talk shit, but like unknowingly, you are passive aggressive. It's kind of like a petty passive aggressive type of. Situation. I want you. I want you to read me for real. Like, read <laughs> oh me my god, that's so do hard. It, do it right now. I can't. <laughs> yeah, talk can. about a stupid Lion King shirt, bro. How did I ever read you? How did I ever read you? Well, oh, that's not a Lion King shirt. Tell him that that sweater is, say, it's 
you're a little too big for it, bro. You should get a little bit of an extra size, dude. Yeah, like, you know, like I hey, wouldn't say hey, anything Coco about the fact that and shit wearing his eyes. Not wait, 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 wait. Let him do it. Oh, Let him that do it. shit, bro. He don't know how to read. I know how to read, dude. I'm literate. Listen, why don't you go camouflage yourself into that backdrop and disappear? <laughs> <laughs> Read me for real. No, I would never read you. I mean, I wouldn't say anything about the fact that you're still wearing mediums. <laughs> oh, I guess it's good. I, I guess. Never say oh, anything. I was too blunt, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I would never say anything about the fact that you just took a sticker on that baseball cap and called it a decal. I would never say anything. Like that. <laughs> Give me one more, one more, one more. Two more. <laughs> I would never say anything about your beard is so patchy. (laughs) (laughs) I would never. I would never. Where are you? You disappeared into the backdrop. (laughs) That would hurt. That would hurt because you know what? Right before you said it, I leaned in and I was looking at my beard. Yeah, you were really talking about me and shit, though, right? Or no? Well, if I could see the differences in color tone, I would say something. (laughs) But right now, you're one camouflaged (laughs) brown (laughs) piece. You're over here looking like an audition tape for Real World 1990. (laughs) (laughs) Too hard, too fast. (laughs) I I like to keep it old school. Shit. Yeah, that's what those glasses say. No, that's cheap, bro. Fucking Walmart right there. <laughs> no que muy premium, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I know the- because people would say, hey, they're reading you, and I didn't know what yeah. that meant. I thought they were it's checking like shady, me out, but like shady. obviously not, dude. I thought like, wow, man, they, they find me attractive, but... But, you know, and know sometimes, sometimes it's so hard because I, I hate myself sometimes for thinking this way, but it's just like culture is stolen and stolen and stolen and i'm just like just let things be who they belong to sometimes you know like i know a lot of times you know people who are black are like you know people have stolen rap and hip-hop from us and the blues and rock and like it's the kind of the same thing like uh as 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 it's it's funny to me that gay culture has become so um it's saturated pop culture, but at the end of the day, gay rights are still like on the back burner. You know what I mean? Like they can they can continue to have their yes queen, their yes mama, their brunch because I think brunch was invented by the gays. Um, I'm a fan of brunch. Yeah, you know. Um, but all of this is is just has been you know propelled into into pop culture. But when it comes down to like rights and, um, you know, like during 45's administration, uh, trans people were banned from the military. You know, he was trying to ban uh, benefits from being given to their partners. Domestic partnerships were on the line. You know, all this thing, all these things were just like crucial, pivotal moments that we had fought so hard for. And they were just being taken away and nobody was really just kind of doing anything. But they continued to kind of just use our culture uh, as their own. And that was really kind of bothering. And so, you know, it's one of the things that I kind of am like, you got to pick and choose your battles. Like, which one do you want to fight for? Um, 
luckily, you know, I believe this new administration is a little bit more LGBTQ oriented, um, but it still has a lot, you know, there's still a lot of progressing to do because we were set back for a lot. And I say this like very like cautious. I it's a safe like space. Yeah, right. But the whole culture appropriation, I kind of like it. Like, hey, if you want to wear a sombrero and a, a, a sarape for and ha, enjoy cinco drinko de mayo, I get it. You know, but also just understand where it came from and why it's being yeah. celebrated and what all that. What's the line? No. Like, if you bring it on to your own because you identify with it, again. Yeah. Like, and, and there's, there's such and a thing. Respect. Like, like for, for example, you know, I grew up in Oak Cliff. And, and sometimes I do have a way of speaking um, that may not sound educated. And I'm going to use open quote, end quote on that because um, that's, that's just a factor that some people choose to believe in that, you either speak a certain way if you're from a neighborhood or you speak a certain way if you're educated or you speak a certain way depending on on culture and um sometimes i like for example right now i work with uh people that are homeless with the homeless population i help them find jobs and um uh, help build their professionalism and things of that nature and and i'll be honest that one of the things that helps me is the fact that i can speak to them at a certain uh, level and they understand you know because I'm not going to go over there and use a thesaurus of words and they're not going to understand anything I say but also I don't speak that way you know I laughed earlier because we were talking about my Chicano accent I was like I have a Chicano accent but I do have a, an accent there's an accent you know I remember when I was at the lake and I was taking English class and the professor was like you come from an urban neighborhood and I was like what do you mean by urban neighborhood and he said, you come from an urban neighborhood. It's in your writing. I can, I can read your urban neighborhood. And that, and that really kind of bothered me. I was like, did you just call me ghetto? Like, <laughs> I'm like, he just called me ghetto. <laughs> you know, and it was something that really bothered me because you, I was like, You kept what? using the word bitch too much and fuck this and fuck yeah. that. All I said was that that motherfucker has something to do. <laughs> but how do, you, was, how do you spell that? Samadu. Yeah, Samadu. <laughs> and he was fixing to do it. <laughs> but it kind of bothered me. And it and it kind of really messed with my head. Like for a long time, especially in my professional career, it messed with my head because I was like, hey, man, I'm not speaking educated enough. I'm not speaking knowledgeable. Like, uh, you know, it messes with your head. And, and for a long time, I had a, a, it's funny to say, because, you know, I've gone back to the, to the lake and, and I've run into people that were at the lake with me. And many people have told me, they were like, we always admired who you were. And I was like, a like ass yeah, hey. and they were like, because you were always so confident in who you were. And, and it's funny to me that, they saw me as a confident person, whether it came to my sexuality, whether it came to who I was, or just being me, being unique. Um, but at that time when I was at the lake, that's when I was learning who I was, who I was. I was becoming who I was, and and I was and I was in shock because a lot of people. I had one person that I I talk to nowadays that I um, 
we met up at, at a wedding for one of one of our mutual friends uh, years later. And um, we were talking at the wedding and they were telling me a story. They were like, you know, we I really appreciate who you were at that time because you're you being you and you being confident in your sexuality and in this and that um, helped me come out. And I wasn't even thinking of that, about that. Like, honestly, I was thinking I'm Victor from Oak Cliff and I just moved so many miles away from my parents. I'm about to explore the shit out of everything. <laughs> like, that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, I'm out. Here I come, world. <laughs> and, and this is where we play. I'm coming out. Yeah. <laughs> I want the world to know. <laughs> Well, let's get into the hard stuff. And not the hard stuff you used to do, Vic, but <laughs> <laughs> let's get <laughs> Okay, so also in this camping trip, you, we all confessed a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yes. You can I remember. That's my undying love for you. And I, you mm-hmm. know what? You're always, until you, until I do something to piss you off, you're always going to be one of my number ones. Yeah. How many number ones can I have? I don't know until they leave me. Who counts? Who counts? But so you confess that you also had a drug addiction. And for me, when you did that, I think when you confessed that to me, that was more shocking than the whole drag queen stuff. Like the drag queen was like, hell yeah, dude, I don't care. Like, that's badass. Like, and then when you confessed your drug addiction to me, it was more like, oh man, like it was something like, it was, and I don't think I even said it. And if I did, we don't remember. No, it. you, I, you, you know, the funny part is, is you didn't say anything, but your, your, your body reaction was noticeable. <laughs> what did I do? Did I throw you, up? You, no, <laughs> yeah. You, did, you fucking disgust me. You piece of, no. I can tell that you're gay and I'm okay with that. You yeah. be a drag queen and I'm okay with that. But your <laughs> drug addiction. <laughs> That's where I crossed the line. The dragon. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, you, there wasn't like a, a repulsion, like a, you know, like nothing like that, but um, it, it, it did take you back, I think, because you didn't expect that. I didn't. And then I think I felt, and I could remember like some kind of concern, like, and then because I feel like there was moments where we would talk a lot, and then there was moments where we would lose touch. But every time we got back together, it was like, like no time passed. Like it was, you're like, yeah. and you know, everybody talks about those friendships, like where you can go without talking and, and then you meet again and it's like, like no time has passed. And I think that's what's happening. So I ne- never in my head was like, oh, this guy's going through stuff. And also because I saw you successful. Like I saw you, you were one of the first people that straight out of college had a business and you were doing your thing. And to me, on social media, all through text messages, yeah, you were, you were, yeah. you were. And we all know social media is a liar. Now just play. <laughs> oh, yeah, one hundred percent. No, no, no. There's yeah. no kidding. Yeah, social it, media is a liar. You know, like, it's it's funny because you can you can um you can hide things very well, and and you get used to hiding things. Um, I I hid my addiction for like six years. Oh shit. And um, no one ever knew until I decided to tell them every number. Because mm-hmm. there's also like a certain level of secrecy when it comes to addiction. Um, you kind of just don't tell everybody. You tell 
certain people and there's enablers and you know there's there's a bunch of things that that go into it um but i i don't i don't say that i'm sober um i say that i'm in recovery because it is um it's a long process it's a long process like i would be a liar if i told you i don't want it sometimes um but it it takes it takes a lot of time and you do you say you know you're in recovery because you are and and there's always been a saying like once an addict always an addict and it's and it's true because you never know you can always fall off again you know um one of the most favorite one of my most favorite also, actors before you keep going Marafara, is any of this going to trigger you cuz i don't want to do anything that's going to trigger you to like fall oh off. Yes, because, uh, yeah, I'm feeling really triggered right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, hey, well, is it... thing, but when you got a whole, when you have to, you know, build a line from your elbow yeah. down, <laughs> hey, Or is this going to get you in trouble? I'm not using my elbow anymore. We've upgraded. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good question, Worm. Will there any of get you in trouble with work or anything? Or you don't give what? I'm sorry? With work? Or no, um, or I've... I was always a functioning addict. Okay. No, 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 but no, like no. Right that's now, not what he's saying. Well, like right like, now, you know, like, yeah. No, they know I'm open at work. That's one of the things that I talk to with my clients. Oh, okay, okay. So yeah, I, well, I use my. So I it, use, was, it was that 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 you were addicted. Yeah, it, it was about? cocaine and uh, and a uh, crystal meth. Oh shit. Yeah, uh, which which kind of is a little it it also it, it also comes back a lot to um, gay culture. Um, it's one of the things that's kind of open in our culture using drugs. Um, and you kind of just fall into it. Like not, I'm not going to say that everybody who is, does it, but it's definitely easily available to you. It hurts that sometimes that is associated with our culture, but, um, you know, what isn't associated sometimes with culture. Um, but yeah, it, it was, it was definitely hard. Um, this won't affect my job or anything. I mean, I, I, I use it as a learning reference for my customers as well, uh, clients, because I, I want them to know that, that you can change, you know, you can change your perspective. You can change your momentum in life. Uh, I know sometimes like I always say, once you start, it kind of just happens, you know? And, and I tell people like, I kind of just unknowingly fell into addiction. Like I didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't escaping anything. I was, I've always been a happy person. I come from a, a good family. Like I wasn't, I wasn't trying to escape anything. My family knows I'm gay. Like it wasn't like, I was like, oh, I'm so fucking depressed. Or like, um, I, you know, it literally just started from, I mean, to just tell the story, like um, take a bump here and there. And you're like, oh, I need to sober up to go home. So you take a bump and, then a bump leads to another bump and then you're buying your own 20 and then you're buying 40 and then 60 and then you're buying an eight ball. And, you know, before you 100%, know it, I have no idea what those things that uh, those shirts are. So, but so, it's, I mean, people know. If you know, you know. Yeah, if you know, you know. And eight ball is an eighth of a gram. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And... Uh, and so, so it, it's, it started off very slowly for me, like very unintentionally, like I was not thinking about it. Like the most I had ever done was like smoke weed and maybe like done some shrooms or like, you know, some ecstasy here and there. I wasn't like looking for it. 
and I've always been one of those persons that just drinks and has fun. Um, and then I just kind of fell into it. Uh, it was totally unintentional. I didn't want to do it, but I ended up just doing it. But I kept my job throughout because I oh, needed that's, to. That's a, that's a good point, too, because I've always thought, like, hey, man, I, I wonder what it feels like. I wonder, like, what the experience is like. But, like, I'm too afraid to, like, you know, whatever. But yeah. the, I think some people might want to be, like, I want to experience what the feeling is not bec- or and versus I want to escape something. So like you're saying like you don't you weren't trying to escape anything. You were just like doing it for for like here and there I need to sober up whatever. Yeah. Was there any like thought of like I just want to experience what it is? No. No. It was just whatever. Let's yeah, it, it was just like accidentally just and and it's funny because it kind of just slowly progresses. Like you don't really think you're doing anything and then all of a sudden it's like i need to buy give me 60 words or whatever you know well it's just your like your fun time right yeah fucking party yeah so i'm like but pause real quick because i have to go to the bathroom (laughs) (laughs) recording so during that time did you feel like you had a problem or it wasn't until someone said hey vic or victor yeah um Hey, I think you have a problem or you just real or self realized it. You know what? The funny part is, is that um, I think you kind of trick yourself sometimes into denying that you have an issue. Oh yeah. And um, I think that was thinking, I think that was one of the things that I did a lot. Um, I agree with I was, that. I mean, you, you definitely trick yourself that you have an issue. But I think the biggest trick that we're doing is we started too hard, too fast podcast. Hell yeah. <laughs> Yes. Oh, I thought George was finally gonna admit that he's an alcoholic, but I guess he's not gonna admit why that. we're not oh, quitters. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not gonna George still swears he's not an alcoholic. <laughs> I'm so far into drinking myself that I'm. I started a podcast. We started. A podcast. <laughs> I do it just just for the podcast. I know. I love that. I prepared myself by buying beer. How was that trick? Like, were you saying like? Oh, just one more. I'm cool. I control. No, this. I was. I was. I never even said that. Never even came into my mind. You know, honestly, where I started noticing it was my financial status. Mm. I wasn't able to do things that I wanted to do that I normally did. And like what um, trips or yeah, because for the no. most part, I've always traveled. You know, and and I always tell people, um, especially you know when I used to work. Well, I mean. I used to work for the church back in the day, but oh, I used to work really? with the with the young people. And I would tell the young people, you know, you can be from Oak Cliff and you can travel and you can go anywhere. And I always and I was always really prideful about that. That I was that I was I was born in Oak Cliff, but I was able to travel to different countries and experience different cultures. Lived abroad for a year and a half. I mean, uh, I lived in Puerto Rico for a year and a half. You know, so it, it was, I, I've had a lot of learned and shared experiences. And that's always something that I've been grateful for. And um, when I wasn't able to do that anymore is when I kind of realized like, oh, there might be an issue here. And um, that's, that's kind of how it came to light. Oh, so what'd you do to move forward? Well, you seek out help. Um, I think the first thing I did was tell my parents. 
Oh wow. Yeah. I was, I did that I was in high school one time, dude. It didn't go good. But. <laughs> I was that was that okay. I'm gonna ask this this way and it could be a little rude to ask this way, but what was harder? You coming out as a gay man or you oh, shit. telling your parents you have a drug addiction? Yeah, how do you fucking dare ask me that question? Not just playing. You know what the funny part is is that when you're gay, you build up the fucking scenario in your head. Like, you just build up the scenario, like, I have to come out to my parents, and they are going to disown me, and they are going to just call me all the words in the world. And then when you finally do it, I was very fortunate that I was one of the people that their family um, loved who they were. Mm. That no matter what I made, what decision I made, uh, actually, my dad, who I was expecting the worst from, because my dad is very typical. I don't want to say machista because my dad is not like that. My dad does not mistreat my mom or doesn't do anything like that. My dad is very respectful of my mother. Um, a little backstory, my family, uh, my mom is from Chicago. She was born and raised. And my dad is from Mexico. So my mom has very American point of views and my dad is very uh, Mexican point of view. So I have a very um, intersectional uh character for each you know what i mean nice. and um i like i like that um my dad who i was most scared of when i came out to him as gay he said you know what he's like i love you he's like i don't care who you are i don't care who you love he's like i love you he's like you're my son and um i remember one thing that he told me he was like just remember who you are and remember your name and that always just kind of stuck with me, like, you know, and like, I've always kind of just um, interpreted that to be like, don't be someone's clown. Don't be, don't be the drunk at the party. Don't be this or that, you know, like be, be who you are. Don't be a worm. Like, don't be yeah. me. <laughs> don't be a worm. No, just playing. But, you know, and, and I've always just kind of taken it with that kind of grain of salt. It's just, you know, don't be someone's clown. Don't let somebody diminish who you are because of what you are. And uh, my dad is my. I've been very fortunate that my parents are very loving, that they're very accepting, even with them being in the church. You know, my dad even said he's like, he's like, and if any of those people in the fucking church uh, judge you, then that's bad on them because they shouldn't be judging you. They should be loving you and blah blah. blah. And so my dad, you know, I'm very fortunate that I have very loving parents. Um, and it was the same thing when I told them that I was a drug addict. Um, I think I was just more scared to admit it. Um, it actually happened during an Easter. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a good time. And so our family has this tradition where we open the air, like if we have grievances against each other or if we have any judgments against each other. Oh, wow, that's legit. Yeah. And uh, my parents, you know, had told me, they're like, you've been acting different and blah, blah. And so it, it came out that way. I am hoping that for somebody that is still listening and that's going through this, and this yeah. is the only reason I'm asking how that they react and if uh, maybe it can help somebody in the long run. I think, I think what's important to know is um, you don't have to disclose your addiction to everybody. You don't have to tell everybody that you're an addict. What, who you have to tell is who your support system is. And luckily, I've been, I, I know who my support system is. You know, I've been fortunate to have people in my life that have supported me undoubtedly. And so I knew who to go to when it was time to fix my situation. 
you know, but you don't have to, because the thing is that nowadays, unfortunately, drug addiction is still a, a um, faux pas. Like people still do not understand what being a drug addict means. Um, they don't understand the levels of it. They don't understand uh, many things that go with it. And so you don't have to expose yourself because oftentimes what happens is that drug addicts, you expose yourself and then you feel judged and that judgmental feeling gets in the way of your recovery because you, you're constantly being looked at or like stalked or just kind of, you know, you feel that eye on you. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So just just be confident in who you're opening up to and who you're letting into your recovery process. That's why I never say that I'm 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 sober or that I'm this and I'm that because I'm not. I'm drinking beer right now. But um I, I'm in recovery. Well I fall again. See, but you don't have an alcohol problem, right? Yeah. Well, because sometimes drug addiction is triggered by alcohol use, you know? So it just it just depends on everyone's situation. For me, my drug abuse was not triggered by my alcohol mm. intake, I guess you could say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so um, you know, just just be confident in who you're releasing information to. If you like me, I have I have friends who I've been friends with for over 20 years. My best friend and I have been friends since kindergarten. Damn. You know, so so you know who to to open up to. You know who your friends are. And and you know, I wouldn't have said anything if I didn't think of you as a friend, you know. And and I said it because I, I felt comfortable saying it to you. And um, you're talking to me right now, Worm. Yeah, I'm talking, yeah, yeah. No, who talks to Worm? No, <laughs> I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, no, but um, no, but you know, I honestly, you know, and and we have a shared experience, you know, um, we we are a part of a brotherhood, um, that that is our fraternity, and and we have built in a relationship, and and I do trust you guys, but I'm also at a level where I'm able to talk about it as well. You know, I am who I am and I'm comfortable with who I am. I'm comfortable with the decisions I've made. Um, I don't regret anything in life, anything in life. And I've done some pretty shady shit. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm we know. Gonna... Oh, we know. <laughs> but I am happy. I was with there for them. half of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I am really happy with the person that I've become because if it had not been for all of those trials and all those tribulations, I wouldn't have been able to be the person that I am today. And fortunately for me, the person that I am today is the person that's able to help these people come out of situations that they might not see the end of light to, you know? And so I'm, I'm very confident in who I am. And, and that's why I feel comfortable sharing the story because it is who I am. It's me. Nice. All right. We're going to close it out with one more question. Now, Worm is going to ask, but... Since both of you are on here and both of you are kind of like opposites to this story, I really appreciate that you guys were at my bachelor party and made the effort to go there. Yeah. I had a a badass time, obviously. Oh, my God. I fucking loved your bachelor party. <laughs> I don't remember it, dude. I don't Where? Know, was I even there? I don't remember. Yeah, remember you brought those stupid fucking gummy worms. <laughs> worm, 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 worm. <laughs> and then for some reason, me and me and Worm decided who can chug the most worms. 
before we even left for the Hey, bar. that's too hard too fast, brother. Bro, I don't even remember the night. Apparently, that's why I don't even know if I was there. I made a whole video for George, like, you're gonna be the best man. Like, you're <laughs> Oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> exactly. All of that. Like everybody was awesome. Everybody at the bachelor party was awesome. Uh both of you guys were going back to back with the worms, just pounding them in. I was like, Yeah, give me some too. And um at the end of the night, the end of the night, you were the only two that passed out first in the hotel. <laughs> my yeah. brother was like I got I got salt uh, the sniffing salt stuff that wakes people up and I was like I don't want warm and I don't want Victor to be a sleeper now because they're fun I'm still up like I want them to be up with me and so he goes well I, we can do that and it's gonna wake them up and so I was like yeah yeah go ahead so he goes and gets them and so he does worm and worm goes Huh? Huh? Oh. And he acts like a big whip And then goes back to sleep. Like he, like he woke up for a little bit. Like, what the heck is that? And then took a big whiff of like, I kind of like it. And then he goes back to sleep. <laughs> it opened like, up my nostrils, bro. Ma. I can sleep now, dude. And then Worm's like, a, I was like, okay, Worm's a lost cause. Wake up, Victor. Wake up, Victor. And so he does it to you. And you go, Oh! <laughs> and then all you say is, I'm going to throw up! <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> we bring the trash can and you're just like, boom, just right into it. Just you know what? I don't remember the soft things, but I remember throwing up. <laughs> yeah, just Bro, I, po- I popped all the veins in my face. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> Fun times, man. Oh, uh, yeah, you just completely unloaded, and then after you did that, like, five seconds later, you were just gone again, and there was no waking you up. I was like, okay. Yeah. I, I think I think we just answered that last question I was about to ask. <laughs> is it? Is, I don't know. I think... Because... Oh, what was the too hard, too fast story? <laughs> ah, bro, he's a true fan. He's a true fan. What's your too hard, too fast story, bro? It sounds like uh, ba- George's bachelor party was your too hard, too fast story. You know what? I have a lot. Nah, give us one, bro, if you want to share another one. No, I think that's a good one. (laughs) You could give us another one. Because that might be criminally. criminally. (laughs) Give us one where you got naked, bro. Where, at the lake? (laughs) Wherever, bro, wherever. Hey, who didn't wake up naked in the front side? (laughs) (laughs) Who didn't pee in the the water fountain? (laughs) Not the drinking water fountain, but the, you know, the decoration. The, the main one. <laughs> Not me. That's for sure. You never peed in the water fountain for real? No, I don't think so. Oh, man. Or in the hallway? You, you know that, that tunnel underneath the main building? Yeah, yeah. What is it? Hey, hey, Victor, I have a video of George peeing in the middle of 24th Street. Like really? In the morning. You don't remember, bitch? We're, we were watching that maybe like uh, last year, sometime last year. Oh, my God. After a recording. You know what? I'm gonna send it to you. George is gonna put it right here. Dang, dude! See what you did, bro. <laughs> Dang, I don't <laughs> remember that at all. I was man. like, who, first all. of all, who, who didn't pee outside of Olu? Nah, that's a fair question. 
Because <laughs> I remember a lot of times going down to the lake. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't remember the whole 24th Street. And I was like, why? Why would you? Why would I do that? <laughs> because you prided yourself in, oh, this is where I pissed. I'm a badass. Hey, 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 Victor. I'm leaving my mark so much. I... George inspired me so much that uh, one time I went to my cousin's wedding at, uh, she had her reception at UCLA in LA, obviously. So in the UCLA campus and uh, George inspired me and I made my brother-in-law record me pissing off the balcony of a UCLA building or some bullshit. Dude. <laughs> oh shit, yeah. can I get incriminated for that? I know, I was like, I didn't want to tell you my story because, okay, so you remember <clears throat> in Providence, before you get to Providence, there was like a hallway and it had that Harry Potter closet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What? What? Like to your left, right? As soon as you enter to your left, it was yeah, kind it of was like, long. Yeah, so it was like that, that it was one kind of staircase. Long. It, it was that one staircase where it was always decorated for Christmas. And then it was the hallway, and then it was Providence. Oh, wait, that's in the main building, though. Yeah, in the main building. Well, oh, in the main building. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that was my drug story. I came out of there and I actually hooked up with somebody in that Harry Potter closet. Dang. <laughs> I wasn't much cool enough to really hang out at Providence. Hey, bro, there's a statue of a saint there, bro. Oh, my gosh. oh yeah. Too hard, too fast. <laughs> that's too hard, too fast. <laughs> All right. So that's like, I think that's the first for Too Hard, Too Fast where I tell somebody else's Too Hard, Too Fast story. <laughs> uh, but with that said... Let's close it out. We've gone too hard, too fast for way too long. I think this is going to be, this was the first Too Hard, Too Fast podcast episodes that were broken up into three stories. Um, Worm, what are you going to say? Thanks for showing up eventually. We yeah. go too hard, too fast at our Lady of the Lake. Hell yeah. Olu. Olu. Victor, thanks for coming on. I know none of what we talked about was easy to talk about or to relive again, but I'm glad you were open with us. I'm glad you're still my friend after all this years. Uh, We're more than friends, Jorge. We are brothers. We are brothers for life. Worm, you know I love you. You are my brother. And thank you so much for having me, guys. Yeah, for sure, man. Somehow, I don't, I don't feel like he really meant when he said, you're part worm, but I'll take it. Uh, <laughs> he did it out of courtesy. He's like, fuck, I have to tell him. Hey, he's right here, now. so fuck, I guess. Showed up, showed up. Th- you told me he wasn't going to show up. Hey, they let you in? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, with that said, dare to be you, dare to be weird. Bye. Hasta la vista. Baby. Está loco.